Do you ever spend more time talking about a task or a job than what it actually takes to get the thing done? It's kind of a sneaky way that people tend to waste time or procrastinate, sometimes intentionally and sometimes accidentally. It can seem like you're taking the first steps and being productive, but at the end of the day, you could have gotten a lot more done if you'd have just done it. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to identify whether or not talking about a task is keeping you from doing it and when you just need to get it done. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. So having long discussions about a task that will take you a short period of time just prolongs it. You? Hey, real quick, before we get started, though, I think we should really go over um, some of the <laughs> points. All right, the interrupting cow. Yeah, um, this this is a, a bad habit of mine. Um, I love a good meeting, good planning sesh. Love uh, you know strategizing and and outlining and all of these kinds of things. And sometimes, sometimes, I mean, you know, we're, we're not here to knock that. You need to plan. You need to you do need to discuss things. But sometimes we're pushing that a little bit too far. Sometimes instead of talking about it, just need to be doing it. I actually find this to be a big problem in our company when we're trying to figure out how to respond to a client's request or like, you know, yeah. what's going on. <laughs> and I've told Austin this many times in the last couple of weeks, man, you know, we're already talking about the client nickeling and diming us. And now we spent 30 minutes talking about what we're going to do to like, <laughs> right. you know, recover that money. And we're just like more and more in the hole. Right. Time, time to cut it loose. Time to be done. So you know what ends up happening, though, if you are talking about something a lot, and this actually happens um, when I give out assignments to people on my team. Sometimes this happens like when we're trying to work with new clients and we don't fully understand the tasks. It's okay to ask for clarity or to have a meeting or to have a discussion. However, sometimes it's just your way of like putting it off to Mm -hmm. get started because you're like... Go to sit down and work on it. you got a mental block on it. And then you're like, all right, let me send the client a question or let me get on a call with them or schedule a meeting. Now you bought yourself time, but you also created this to be more of a problem. Right, and yeah, just kick the can. You've the kicked that can, but I really think that it keeps you from having the ability to do it. And it makes it seem like this bigger to do. If you've had a 30-minute conversation or an hour conversation about a task that's only going to take you an hour – that task is going to seem much larger than what it actually ever needed to be. Absolutely. And so then you hit these roadblocks. It makes it harder for you to kind of knock it down. And I think, you know, before you decide to get on a call, have a meeting internally with the client, with your, even if like, I know we work together, but maybe you want to have this discussion with a friend or a spouse or something Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Before you do that, ask yourself these questions. Um, And this is not an exercise to prolong. I'm not saying have like an hour worth of internal dialogue versus (laughs) having a conversation. Now we're going to think about whether we should talk about doing the thing. Yeah, Yeah, this is not meant to be that way. It's just to help you like uh, stop before you start having the conversation. I I think some of these questions are a silver bullet on their own. Right. So number one, can I easily revise the work? Is this a task that's going to take a long time to change if you do it wrong? So if that's if that's the concern, 
right? May, uh, I need to get more information so I don't do this wrong the first time. Okay, well, how hard is it going to be if you do it wrong the first time and go back and fix it? Whether it's you know going back and making a minor tweak or if it's something where you, you even have to scrap it and start all over. Is it a small enough task that that's not a big deal? Now, if this is kind of a, you've got one shot to do this thing, then okay, then you absolutely need to call the meeting. You need to get the board, get the board together, get all the advisors on on the phone and and do the things. But if it's more just an issue of, you know, what I can I can knock this out, and if they say no, I wanted it to be blue instead of green. Okay, cool, I'm flip it blue. Um, how much time are you spending saving yourself time that isn't really all that much time? Yeah, I've actually seen, and when I put that in there about, you know, is this like a once-off thing? Because I've seen you do this with some of our hosting things, and I have heard you go, crap, you know, I I went out of sequence, and now I've done messed that that thing up, and I have to figure out how to recover it. So, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, it's so important oh, yeah. that you do get it right on some things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're oh, oh, man, i got some nightmare stories that, you know, every now and then will be the subject of my literal nightmares of, <laughs> Uh, this person's website is is went down because I did A B D and forgot C or whatever you know got it in the wrong. Yeah, order, a lot so. of tasks aren't like that though. A lot of them aren't. Uh, a lot of them really aren't. And there are times where I've had to look at you and go, "No, babe, no, <laughs> right? I need to outline this and I need to get it right the first time." And there's been other times where I've said, "Yeah, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Probably, <laughs> just, probably just move on." <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. So number two, do I have enough information to get started? So this is something that, that uh, Keely has pushed me a lot. Do you know the first step? You know, if you know the first step, well, then take the first step. And if that gets you rolling and you don't stop, like it turns out you had all the information you needed, then great. If you can at least begin work on the project, on the task, on the to-do, uh, even even with incomplete information, it can make it easier to come back to it if you have to stop when you get to the roadblock. If you if you you know go as far as you can, and then you get to the point where all right, now I need that bit of information or that consultation or that meeting before I can progress forward. Great, go do that. And now when you come back, you're already that far down the road. Instead of saying, well, eventually I'm gonna need. No, no, no. <laughs> you know. Get that information when it when it is no longer an option for you to move on without it. But until then, move as far forward as you can. Yeah, I got I see this happen a lot with people on my team. I'll give these very lengthy instructions. And I don't know if sometimes the instructions are too long and so it makes it seem like a bigger deal than what it is. But when I have sent instructions to someone or I've had a client send instructions and then there comes back this laundry list of questions, I just think, okay, they don't know where to start. But they have right. like enough information to get going. And if they would just start it, then there would be questions. And then at the right. same breath, I have clients who will give me like all these instructions and then they're confused why I don't have questions. I'm like, you've literally outlined every part of this for me. <laughs> so what can I possibly have to ask? Yeah. And, and you know, uh, there's an old test taking uh, skill that they teach you. You know, if you don't know the answer to a question, skip it. Go do the rest. Come back to that because you might find more information that helps you figure out the answer in another question later on. And so if you get rolling with the information that you have and you think you're missing something, you might find partway through the process, oh, wait, here, here's that additional piece of information. I had to do A and B before I could figure out the answer that lets me to do C. Or at the very least, you may come up with better questions. 
you may have had a, a gaping hole in your knowledge. Now you filled some of that in. And so you can go back to your client or your boss or whoever and say, I need this very specific piece of information rather than saying, I don't know what to do. Cause that, that's very frustrating, you know, to have to be able to say, I have no clue what's happening here. Yeah, it is tough. And it is also hard on the person responding because they're like, I've literally gave you all this information. So now <laughs> they're irritated with you. The instructions. You. Yeah. Another thing you need to ask yourself is an email or a text or any kind of communication like that enough to get clarity? Slack. Now, I will say I never took calls and got on video and uh, did phone calls or any of this until we moved to Dallas a couple years ago. But then even in COVID, I feel like this is even bigger problem. Everybody wants to talk. And I know we all need that connection, and that's fine. And I'm not saying don't develop relationships. But if you're about to get on a meeting with someone, it definitely needs to be a long project. It cannot be a 30, 45-minute task and you spend an hour in meeting because that's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. If, yeah. Especially if you have nothing to show the client in the meeting and you're just trying to get clarity on something. And now it's like you're both hashing out the details of the project again. And like you said, it's it's always been this way, but especially now in COVID, it's so much you worse. are going to have. So if, if you've got two or three questions that you could put in bullet form in an email, type up that email, hit send, and you're going to get that information in asynchronous way, you know, like however long it takes them to respond great. You're off doing other things versus, Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you been doing lately? Are you, are you staying safe? How about that weather? You know, you're going to have all of that startup bit to, to get again, which is fine. It's great. You know, we, we need that as social animals and everything, but do you need it every time or do you need it this time? Or can you just fire off that email or text message or whatever your communication method is? Yeah. And that will definitely reduce the amount of conversation. The last question I would ask is, do I have a mental block on this task? I mean, just go ahead and identify it at the beginning because it is going to like, you know, influence what you do next. If you already know, okay, I don't know how to, I don't know like what the full process is for this. And you Mm -hmm. won't know until you start doing a lot of stuff. Sometimes, And so you've got a mental block and you're like, I don't know. I feel like this is probably harder than what it needs to be. If that's the case, then just get started. Mm -hmm. Don't ask Mm -hmm. any questions and have conversations. I mean, unless you go to sit down and you honest to God can't figure out, you know. What am yeah, I supposed to do? I literally don't know that first step. Yeah, like but at like least sit down or, or go, I don't know what the job is you're doing, but at least get it started, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So after you ask yourself all these questions, you know, about whether or not you need to have the conversations, um, we want to give you a few tips to just do it. Like if you determined, all right, no conversation is needed. We need to get rolling on this. Um, how do I just do it? And so... I think a lot of people struggle with something that I call jumping off. And mm-hmm. um, I call it this because when I was growing up, my dad had put this really big like wire reel in the backyard. Um, these are the we, kinds. We called of them spools. They were the big. Spools. Yeah, the big, the big wooden spools that you get on a construction site or something. Yeah, they're really big. Construct- it's like think of like a thimble for thread, only it's like big enough to house very yeah. large wire. Bobbin, I think, is the thing. What is it? A bobbin. A bobbin? Not a thimble. Thimble's a thing. I know a thimble. Yeah, a bobbin. How am I teaching you about something? I don't know. I don't know either. So we would stand on this big reel and we had these chin-up bars and we'd jump off of it and get on the chin-up bars. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter how many times I did it. It was still scary. And I still had to like (laughs) hype myself up to do it. 
But I just kept pushing myself to do it because I wanted to have the feeling of flying through the air and, and getting in the the uh, chin-up bars, but jumping off is hard. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many times you do a certain task, jumping off is, is hard. I even struggle with this. I've been writing now for over seven years as a copywriter. There are projects, it's very hard to jump off and just get going. But once you get your feet off the reel, like the momentum will generally just carry you to to the goal and it it becomes much easier once you get off the reel but man jumping off is the hardest part and i find this a lot with tasks even if they aren't that like big of you know even if they're not that big mm -hmm. so one thing uh that uh has really helped me a lot is doing something to get started i we we, we kind of talked about that before with do i have enough information to get started and you know if the answer is yes then just do it you know um, we have uh, Keely and I have lived in uh, in a lot of a lot of homes a lot of houses and I don't think we've ever I think our last place is the only place we've ever lived in that we didn't paint something uh, or no 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 our last two because we, yeah, we were, were rentals. rentals yeah so um, just every place that we've been we've painted at least something uh, a room or all of the rooms, uh, whether it was at the front end or, or part of the way in, uh, Keely has this little trick that she does that I never used. It used to drive me bonkers because I didn't know why she was <laughs> doing it. We would get started and typically, uh, Keely, uh, uh, does a lot of the rolling and I do the edging. I, I, I tend to have you it's know, a height thing too. It's a height thing, but I also tend to have, you know, sort of more eye, eye for detail and, and that kind of, and the patience for it. Um, so she would get the roller, she'd get paint on it and she would run around to all four walls of the room and just put paint on the walls. And I'm like, what is she doing? And years and years and years later, while we weren't even painting, she just mentioned this to me that, um, she's doing that to a get some paint on the walls. And then B, now she has to finish it <laughs> because there's paint all of it. There is no way we're going to walk into a room, paint three walls and go, what if that fourth one was just an accent wall now? Nope. She's not going to let it happen. We are going to mark up that wall and it just sort of gets it going. Something small just to say, now we're painting. The process has begun. So, you know, now the paint, paint cans are open. The rollers are wet. Let's get going because now if we don't do it, now we've just got to clean up and, and waste more time, those kinds of things. So no matter what it is, no matter how small it is, get something done to get going on the task. If, if uh, you're, you need to write an email, you know, you need to write a lengthy email and we're not talking about to get clarity. We're saying, this is the task, write this email today, open up a draft, type in there. Hey Jim, how you doing today? Hope you're doing well. That way you've at least started it. It's, it's, it, the ball is rolling. And a lot of times uh, that that momentum will help carry you on uh, through. And then if you don't finish it, then if you just get it started, then when you get to the point where you go back to, to actually go ahead and do it, you just reopen that draft and look, it's already done. It's already addressed. It's got your signatures there and it's got the first couple of lines. Boom. You're ready to go. I find I am terrified by a blank page. Well, most people are. Actually. Most people are. Yeah. If you're writing something, if you're designing a website, if you are creating, if you're drawing something, painting something, anything, a blank canvas is like the worst for some, some people love it. I hate it. I, I, I'm like, there's nothing. 
I, how do I even begin? You know, so if you've started off, you've got something there. Now you don't have a blank canvas. So then also uh, give yourself a time limit. If you have um, all week or all day to do something, it's um, it's easy to you know know that that deadline is coming, and then just kind of like wait on that, or you know put it off or or that kind of thing. So back that up. We, I think we talked last time about sort of fake deadlines. You know, like I, I give myself a deadline that's a few days in advance of the client deadline. That way I have room for things to go wrong or whatever, whatever, but I'm also not going to procrastinate right up until the end. Um, there's there's going to be a little bit of buffer time there. So um, give yourself that time limit. Say, okay, uh, you know, I'm starting off first thing in the morning. I'm going to get this done by lunch or I'm going to complete, you know, this chunk of it by lunchtime, you know, set, set yourself some time limits and just, you know, get rolling with it. Yeah. I think time limits definitely help because you will get things done faster. And if you are a, like us, um, you get paid for production, Mm. the faster you produce, you've basically given yourself a raise. So I try to teach our team this as well. Like Get it done faster. I'm not saying get it done like sloppy, sloppy, but yeah. there are definitely ways for you to stop looking at Facebook while you should be writing or something. Mm-hmm. One thing that I like to do is I like to close my eyes and visualize doing the task. I actually don't do this like right the minute before. Um, and this is a difference in Austin's and my like production a lot of times. Like I don't want to sit down and look at a task for the first minute and then get started on it. I like to have... A couple of you, days. You like mulling things over. A I lot. do. Yeah, yeah. I like if I have a if I have a meeting with someone or I like take on a project or whatever. I am almost never going to get to it that day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Um, if I have a meeting on Friday, I'm not about a blog post. I'm probably not going to write it until Tuesday. Um, it allows me to visualize it and to think about it. So, like for example, if you were going to go cut your grass, close your eyes, visualize yourself, get your lawnmower actually rolling it out of your garage, starting it, all that process. I don't cut grass, so I don't, you know, I don't know all this. Um, Very rarely have ever cut grass. And then visualize yourself going up and down your yard, however you cut it, picking up the sticks, all the little things that come along with it. And if you visualize this ahead of time, you've already done the task. Like you've already mentally done it. it. And no, you can't foresee every little problem that's going to happen, but visualizing before you do anything. I do this a lot for trips. Like if we're going to go on a big trip, I actually visualize myself packing, driving. So much so that when you don't, we always talk about it. Because you're like, I don't even feel like we're going on this vacation next week. Like I'm going. And a lot of times, um, whenever I didn't visualize those things, they actually just didn't happen a lot of times. Like they just, yeah, yeah, I find that to be the case. Not that that's like me you know, keeping things from happening necessarily. I know some people believe that, but sometimes it's just maybe there's already in my mind an if about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's harder to commit. Um, The other thing that I recommend is that you just have to be willing to submit something that's less than perfect. And I know for some people that is really tough because they don't like critical feedback or feedback that's negative whatsoever. They don't want anybody to come back to them and say, that wasn't good enough. Um, get over it. When I was a kid, I hated the idea of a rough draft. I'm like, why would I turn in something that's not the final product? Why would I do that? You know? Um, but uh, I've, I've learned a lot about revisions and <laughs> upgrades well, and letting something sit for a little while and coming back to it. 
One thing I've learned, especially working with clients as long as I have, is that if you don't give them something, then they don't have anything to give you feedback on. You can spin your wheels all day long with somebody trying to tackle a project, but until there's something tangible in y'all's hands to review, there's really, you've hit a brick wall on that. So that's why it's important to just rush ahead, get it done, do it. I mean, unless you've got a very picky client who does expect perfection, then maybe they're not the right client for you. Or maybe they are. I don't know. They're not the right client for me. Right. But but (laughs) if you're anything like me, if you're a perfectionist, you're going to, you're going to tend to be overly critical even more than your client is and, and obsessing about little details and turn it, you know, there's something to be said about the power of the rough draft. You know, if I, there have been times where I have been banging my head up against the wall, uh, doing a build and, and you just say, look, like show it to him, give it to him. And I submit it to him and I'm, and I'm looking in my mind at a laundry list of things that I want to make better or improve or, you know, or it's just not, it's just, not quite right. And you give it to them and they're like, oh, it's great. You know, and I'm like, so Or you give it to them and they're like, this is not what I wanted, but I want this. And now they've got the ability to show you something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there there have been one or two times where I spent a lot of time absolutely perfecting something only to find out that I was way off on the design element. And they're like, no, that's not at all what we wanted. And I'm like over here tweaking in the corners and they're like, the whole thing is wrong. So let's start over. And I could have saved myself all of that, that time on the details. Um, I think it was Crystal Payne was the first person I ever heard say this. So I don't know if this is her or if she heard it from somewhere, but she says done is better than perfect. And I'm like, oh, I don't it's like true. that. I don't like that. But it is it is very, very true. There's times where uh, there's another, I don't know, this is just kind of an old saying, I guess. Uh, you never finish a book. You just run out of deadline. Like you just come up on the deadline. You know, uh, a lot of authors um, or, or painters or musicians, like I'm never done with the song. I just had to turn it in, you know. Uh, so you hear them in concert a few months after the album comes out and it's like, man, that song is completely different. They rewrote that verse or whatever. It's like, yeah, because they weren't done with it. They just had to turn it in. And sometimes done is better than perfect because if you're only ever going for perfect, you might not ever get there. So. Yeah. And you'll never turn it in. That's for sure. Uh, oh, Exactly. Well, guys, Empowering Productivity is brought to you, as always, by R5 Website Management. If you're looking to take your online presence to the next level, we're here to help you. You can reach out to us at contact at r5websitemanagement.com to get started today. And until next week, get on out there and start breaking those mental chains that are keeping you from producing.